Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minutes, a daily podcast which we disassemble a film from the Marvel Cinematic Universe into one-minute segments, and then examine it in obsessive and occasionally hilarious detail. I'm Kyle Olson from the Swashbuckling Ladies Debate Society podcast. Hey, and I'm Rob Cabosco. And Kyle. Yes, sir. I know there's something in the wake of your smile. I get a notion from the look in your eyes. Yeah. You've built a love, but that love falls apart. Your little piece of heaven turns too dark. Listen to your heart when he's calling for you. Listen to your heart. There's nothing else you can do. I don't know where you're going, and I don't know why, but listen to your heart before you tell Nick goodbye. Oh, I really, I got so caught up in one line from this minute <laughs> that I didn't. I thought you were actually going to go full Shatner on that one. Listen oh. to your heart. <laughs> I, I just try, but, then, but I couldn't, I couldn't do that justice. That that's a whole thing in itself. I, there's, we were going to, we were going to talk about it. There's just a line in this, in this minute that is delivered with such meaning mm, and i'm not sure what the meaning was no. it's just like I, I, it's one of those things where you think like someone as a writer like you know with like oh that's a good turn of phrase how can i write this entire scene so that that will come and make sense right like what <laughs> anyway. kill your darlings my friend here at minute 69 nice of iron man 2 from 2010 <laughs> director Mr. john favreau uh who has has nothing to do with this podcast and probably will never have anything to do with this podcast. <laughs> oh, but we would welcome. We with, would welcome with, him with, with open all arms. four arms. That's right. <laughs> two open, four open arms and two open beards. And we would listen to his heart, which, by the way, we the, would listen the, to his heart. The song that I performed uh, is, of course, Listen to Your Heart by Swedish pop music duo Roxette, originally oh. released in Sweden in September 88, didn't hit the number one in both the United States and Canada until November, 1989. That's right. I was, it was one of the things uh, in high school that was yeah. ubiquitous. Yes. You could not escape rock sets. They were everywhere. Yes. Then uh, I think they gave up their title to Ace of Bass. Yeah. Who were then ubiquitous. <laughs> then <laughs> went to the next thing. Before. Yeah. It's like they just keep handing off the title. Started with ABBA and it just kept moving on from there. Um, so what are we talking about? So here we are at uh, minute 69. Uh, we're continuing on from where we left off, which is uh, the uh, the powwow between Nick Fury and Tony Stark. And the exposition dump just keeps on a dumping. Uh, so uh, we're going to finally get to the end of that line. So Nick Fury had said... Uh, oddly out of context he said he said you were the only person with the means and knowledge to finish what he started and tony surprised as all of us are even still 10 years later still surprised by this he says he said that and very says right. are you that guy are you this is like this is like pure coach carter right here this is like motivation <laughs> cuz if you are then you can solve the riddle of your heart and uh, my god like samuel this is why you get a samuel jackson this is why you pay a samuel jackson this is why you sign samuel jackson to a nine picture deal because he can deliver a line like that and have you go yeah yeah and, then, <laughs> and, this and you then you read it back and you go wait 
What? What? Because <laughs> if you are then, because if you are, then you can solve the riddle of your heart. It, it's. I mean, okay. What is this about? <laughs> Does anybody uh, have a I, theory? Um, I, I think that I, it sounds like one of those lines that after they wrote it, that uh, Justin and John probably high fived each other. Oh man, that totally kicks it. Yeah, woo! <laughs> can I tell you? Can I tell you the craziest theory you're ever going to hear oh, about sure. that line? I believe that that line is inspired by Ezekiel chapter thirty-six, verse twenty-six. Oh, okay. <laughs> wait, not okay, twenty-five, is, seventeen. Well, well, seed. Wait, no. That's why I think it's here because okay. Ezekiel twenty-five, seventeen from Pulp Fiction, of course, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Ezekiel chapter 36 verse 26 is I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you I will remove the heart of stone from your mm-hmm. flesh and give you a heart of flesh I think that's well the heart of stone flesh yes a lot of flesh yeah, flesh appears a lot in the old testament well, in the New Testament too, it's kind of a theme in the Bible <laughs> but, but anyway if you if you're familiar with this I think that's the inspiration for this line. And if it is, and there's, I've just read a couple different things online. People have talked about this. Like, where did this come from? Because it's so poetic yeah. in a conversation that did not ask for any poetry. No, Nick <laughs> is not all. a poetry kind of guy. <laughs> what? What's going on? So my theory is, is that they were like, hey, in this scene, can you uh, find something else from Ezekiel that I can like spout <laughs> off? <laughs> and they went, we will try, sir. And this is what they got. <laughs> so for, for, those you, for those of you who don't know, that Ezekiel 25, 17 is the Bible verse that uh, Samuel L. Jackson's character Jules quotes in Pulp Fiction. And of course, it is 90% made up. So like, oh, it's, yeah, no, it's right. all the soundtracks too. Like basically Quentin took the beginnings of a verse and then just completely went off on his own. And also for those of you who have studied the Bible as Rob and I have done, um, uh, sometimes unwillingly, uh, they're like Bible verses are traditionally short and like to have like five or six lines and one like, no, 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 they, they, they wanted, they would break that up into other ones. But I actually, uh, the, that's the thing is I listened to yeah. the soundtrack a thousand times where I have that entire fake verse memorized. Well, the uh, vengeance will be laid upon someone. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and actually, and and uh, just as a further call forward, uh, it, when we see Nick Fury's quote unquote grave, uh, the the Bible verse that is on Nick Fury's grave yes. uh, in uh, at the end of uh, Winter Soldier is Ezekiel twenty five seventeen. So you know, it's just going to follow him it, around. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I maybe. have no clue. This just this it's, line, it's, yeah, exactly. It's such is a, amazing. Not a Nick Fury line. <laughs> he tries though, and it's delivered. And then the best thing is about it is he delivers it, and you just turn, just let it hang there. Just it hangs, like, and then we cut to Tony, and Tony's just like, hmm. "Okay, no." <laughs> yeah, because Tony like gives it a beat, and then goes, "I don't know where you get your information, but he wasn't my biggest fan." Oh, oh, and Fury says, "What do you remember about your dad?" And Tony says, "He was cold. He was calculating. He never told me he loved me. He never even told me he liked me. So it's a little tough for me to digest what you're telling me. He said the whole future was riding on me, and he's passing it down. I don't get that. You're talking about a guy whose happiest day was when he shipped me off to boarding school." So Fury says, "That's not true." Tony says, "Well, then clearly you knew my dad better than I did." 
And Fury says, matter of fact, I did. He was one of the founding members of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> and then at that point, he's like, he's like, and now it's time for me to go. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm done. All right, time's up. Like, I, I literally think he was like, like, I have, I have two and a half minutes for this conversation and it's up. Like, cause like, <laughs> I don't think he was doing that for drag. In fact, he was just like, and that's our time. Like, oh, no, like, see, a, like a good therapist. Like, that's I, our time. Gotta go. Well, no, see, and I got it a little bit. Oh, of, yeah, you think the other way around? Well, no, I think you're right. But I think what happens here. And I'm reading into this. I think this is where the conversation where Nick went, we're starting to wade into me being a father figure to you. <laughs> and that is and not now, what's happening here. And now we're done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah. So I, yeah, I am not your father's surrogate. Yes. I got an appointment. I got to go. Right. Uh, so yes, he, he literally says, I got a two o'clock. <laughs> Yeah. And so Tony's like, well, wait, what, what, what? <laughs> so, yeah, I love that Nick is just like assuming that Tony's on board or does not care. And like, he'll, eh, he'll catch up. So he's like, okay, you're good, right? Like, he could, could not be more dismissive and like focused on something else. Like, he's barely even looking at him as he's like, uh, as, this, as the agents are bringing something in and moving around. And um, he says, you got this, right? Right? As he's sort of like walking out the door. <laughs> Tony's going, cut, cut what? I don't even know what I'm supposed to get. Uh, and so Fury says, Natasha will remain a floater at Stark with her cover intact. You remember Agent Coulson, right? And ladies and gentlemen, it's Phil Coulson. Woo! Mr. Yay. Clark Gregg. Uh, so we're going to get a lot more into him uh, tomorrow because we just see him sort of standing there too. But this is his uh, second appearance in MCU because he had he skipped Incredible Hulk because he was doing a lot of other stuff and he didn't have time to jet off to uh, uh, Rio. Brazil! A couple of things uh, just in this whole in this whole movement here as Nick's leaving. And of course, there's this great choreography of uh, two shield agents bringing in a large uh, sort of modern looking trunk. Right. And and Natasha comes in sort of from the back as well. Natasha, they've all they've all come in from the from inside. Um, And one thing we didn't mention in the last minute, but just to notice is that while they're having this conversation on what is the, you know, the remnants of this kitchen area, balcony area, there are two shield agents stationed. On the edges of the balcony, one is looking through a binoculars, looking apparently keeping things secure, which, okay, Make sure. sure like, a, let's say a helicopter with missiles I just fly up. And- spoiler for a future <laughs> episode, future season, good lord. Um, so, no, but we've got those. So, we do have a couple of S.H.I.E.L.D. agents. We don't know exactly. That we've, there's These are just exterior extras. There's nobody. We have no idea. Yeah. Um, and the other thing I wanted to note is, is that uh, this uh, the robe that Tony is wearing. Mm. Uh, OK, oh, so this yeah, is, that's true. Yeah, I'm going to mention that. So this is funny. And was it wasn't. And actually, you wouldn't have known in the previous minute. You wouldn't have actually known it's a robe because he's been seated the whole time. But now when yeah. he stands up as as uh, as he's getting ready to leave. So I couldn't find the actual uh, the fabric or anything, but it's a really mm. nice kind of like a copper black sort of uh, floral print. But amusingly, do you know this is not the only time this robe shows up in the in the Marvel universe? That's true. Chronologically, it shows up later, but I mean, like in terms of the movie release, but in terms of timeline, this actually is a hand me down because yes. this is Howard Stark's robe. I, <laughs> I mean, this is great though. Like the way that this is done. Like, was this is a, uh, appeared in a Agent Carter episode, yep, right? Yep. Dominic yeah. Pierce when he was uh, playing Howard Stark in Agent Carter, like the when he's at 
Stark, like whatever the Stark, not this house, because this is this was Tony built this one, but right. the original Stark Manor, uh, like he's lounging around by the pool wearing this robe. Okay. It was a really nice callback forward thing that they did. Well, and what an awesome thing, like not necessarily known at the time they did this. The fact that he's talking smack about his dad the whole time uh-huh. as he's sitting there in one of his dad's robes. Like, right. yeah. Oh, I love when all just stuff adds, like that yeah, connects. Yeah, I know, right? Just and, and adding these multiple layers to it. I just love that. Awesome. Yeah. Nicely done. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Nick's out of there uh, for the most part, but uh, Agent Coulson and uh, uh, Natasha Romanoff are still hanging around. So we're going to hear what they have to say in minute 70. Uh, in the meantime, we'll talk about uh, Natasha and Coulson um, and see what's going on with them. And uh, we, this case. This this it's kind of like a cool looking suitcase that they've brought in, which right. I'm sure we're going to find out what's in there. But I would imagine that maybe inside there is maybe merch. Ooh. Do you think that they might have anything some official that, like, you know, because like I really like having logos and stuff on this. Maybe there's some official shield logo material inside I mean, it, like if, T-shirt. That would mug, be nice. A hat. Property a, of, of shield. A mask. I mean, any of that kind of stuff like you, you don't know. Instead of having S.H.I.E.L.D. agents drop off merch to your home in a Stark Industries archive box, which I assume that's what that is, what other way could people possibly get their hands on merch? There's still a good way for uniformed people to drop things off at your house, and that's through the U.S. mail, because we have our own merchandise with our logo on it. You can get Marvel Movie Minute stuff, uh, you can get shirts, you can get mugs, you can get stickers, you can get magnets, what, like, uh, for any of the, our, our shows, uh, or this show in particular, whichever you like, you can have them delivered right to your house by the fine, hardworking men of the United States Postal Service. Or, I mean, there are other shipping things. I think we do international shipping. I want to say yes. I believe we do, too. DHL, UPS, FedEx, somebody's got to be involved in that. I I don't even know what the name of the mail service are in the other countries, but the hardworking people who (laughs) deliver our packages, God bless them, they bring joy every day. (laughs) No. Like an army of Santas. Father Christmases, Papa no, Noel. Wherever you're listening to this episode, though, that's right. I mean, Christmas may have, all the, the holidays names. may have been long gone. <laughs> well, sure. But that's, that's the great thing about the, the postal workers is they work all year round delivering dreams to your door. Oh, way to go. Right. You got me kind of, I'm sentimental now. That's beautiful. Yeah. Just buy some stuff. Buy Just some go stuff. on the website, buy <laughs> And thank a postal carrier. Yes, or whatever delivery service, <laughs> or whatever you delivery service you but use. I, you did, I should just mention no uh, advertising. Kick a drone. Yeah, no, no advertising. <laughs> uh, royalties have been paid for us for mentioning all of these services. Just uh, thanks to. Though all we would for, accept it. Yeah, if you'd like, because we we're will talk about whichever if one. You, if you could, had not told me what, what you just heard. Oh boy. Thanks for <laughs> so, buying our stuff. So we'll be back here in minute 70 uh, as we get into some uh, some retcons and some uh, continuity problems and uh, a little bit of jiggery-pokery, hocusy-pocusy stuff here at minute 70. You do not want to miss it. Enough said. Bye. Bye.